Welcome to the first ever podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Bohm. My guest this week is Katherine Edwards. She sings in the Nashville-based hardcore band Third Face, whose debut album, Do It With a Smile, is out now on Exploding in Sound Records. Catherine also runs Dark Matter Collective, which is a venue space that does a lot of community outreach and so much more. I love this conversation, not only because I think her band is fucking awesome, uh, but because it's people like Catherine that build strong DIY punk communities and give like-minded people a place to go and find one another and find that kind of belonging. So yeah, I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did having it. Um, Catherine is awesome. Listen to, uh, listen to her band Third Face if you have not checked it out yet. And I also want to give a heads up that I'll be taking a couple of weeks off here from the podcast to sort of do some restructuring, but I will be back before you know it with uh, something kind of new and exciting. So hold tight and thank you again so much for being here. This is the first ever podcast and this is my conversation with Catherine Edwards. Catherine, thanks so much for your time this morning. Also, uh, congratulations on the record, which is now like what coming up on a week for being out is it a week or two a weeks couple i think it's a couple weeks right? i came out on the fifth so we're like rounding okay, yeah i'm like in my head i'm just like wait what is time yeah we're almost at two weeks <laughs> uh, and thank you so much for having me yeah <laughs> yeah no problem it's funny whatever uh, between release dates and also being just like a kind of like a vinyl well not even kind of like an actual vinyl fanatic I, in my brain it always feels like release date when the vinyl arrives on my porch you know, it's yeah. like, okay, now the, now the record is out. So now I think the record is there. <laughs> yeah, I think, the, I think I got the record a couple days, um, maybe after the, the release date. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I also, are you a vinyl person at all? So, you know, I, I end up having a lot of records, but, you know, as a person who's just like, who books shows and things like that, I end up having a lot, but I'm actually more of a cassette person. So, oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, I'll listen to, I'll listen to cassettes all day long, but I just never, I'm never the person who's like, I'm going to put on a record. Like that's just, right. I, I don't know. It just never happens to me. <laughs> Got it. Well, I mean, I guess it could be the same for, for cassettes as well. Um, I rarely dive into the record until I have it like on a stereo you know exactly like uh, i'll you know i'll do a single like if if someone puts up like a single from a record i'll i'll stream that just to get a a vibe if i want to pre-order the record kind of a thing and Mm um and so yeah but it it doesn't feel like i get to totally enjoy the record until i have it so i always have to wait a couple days and i'm watching everybody else you know freaking (laughs) out about christmas (laughs) yeah exactly um that's yeah so that's so i was excited to when your record did arrive to to dive into it and i found out about the band because of our mutual friends in soul glow they were posting about when the single went up and i was like okay yeah i'll check this out and awesome yeah (laughs) and it's such a great record and i don't know how much this stuff matters to you but I saw late last night the Pitchfork review come in. How mm-hmm. how is that registering with you? Right, it's cool. <laughs> it's like you know, uh, you um, I guess you never really expect. You know, it's like, oh wow, you noticed this art that we made, and you want to, I guess, give your opinion on it, and it wasn't mm-hmm. bad. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like multiple. You're like, wow, you noticed me, and you liked it. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's always so that's a nice pretty thing. cool. Yeah. So yeah, this shows uh this shows like all about, you know, first experiences and and uh in what you do. And, you know, you and I, as far as I know, I don't believe have ever met before. I, it looks yeah. like we have like, a lot of mutual friends. Um, yeah. but 
just kind of like, you know, looking around at, at uh, your social media and all that sort of stuff. It's like you you are very involved in just about every corner of DIY culture, <laughs> which was so, you know, was so it just kind of exciting. You know, like I, I feel mm-hmm. like every community, um, however big or small, desperately needs someone like you. To, oh, to basically, <laughs> to, no, I mean, I know that th- that sounds like a big thing to say, but it's like, you know, eh, whether young people realize it or not at the time, I think when you get older and you reflect on those people in your, in your scenes when you're like, okay, this person was booking the shows, this person was running the venue, this person was printing the shirts, this person was kind of like really doing everything to, to like really kind of, you know, uh, shepherd in uh, different types of people to experience new and exciting things, and and yeah. so for that, I was I was excited to to definitely talk to you about all these different aspects. So again, well, thanks for I coming on the show. I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, I appreciate that. Thank you a lot. <laughs> cool. So, are you originally from Nashville? I am not. Um, I come from a a very small town in Mississippi um, called Fulton, which is like uh, northeast Mississippi. It's like four hours from Nashville. And um, I actually moved there with my family in uh, when I was like uh, around the age of four um, from New York City. So we're actually <laughs> we're oh, wow. technically from New York, moved to Mississippi. And that is where I grew up. <laughs> was was there... Was it like a job opportunity? What what brought the family from New York to Mississippi? That's quite that's quite a change. Yeah, there was with my my um my aunt had moved to Mississippi for work, and my mom was just like, you know, uh, I would rather. You know, I'm going to try to like raise my kids like somewhere where they can have a yard and there's nature. Mm-hmm. And, you know, she had been in New York for you know most of her life at that point. And she was just kind of over it and, you know, just wanting to raise three kids. And was like, I'm just going to take you down to the south. And <laughs> so sure. that's, that's what ended up happening. <laughs> no, that totally makes sense. I feel like anyone who's lived in a major city for especially most of their life, you you mm-hmm. sort of pine for those yeah for that space you know like i've i'm born and raised in los angeles i'm i'm in that mm-hmm. small percentile and yeah and, you know it's it's always a thing where it's like as i've gotten older it's like okay do i want to get out do i want to know what it feels like to actually be able to own a home um yeah <laughs> for, you know and but then but then you also have sometimes the, or most of the time you then realize you're like oh wait but am i yeah, gonna be able to have the cool uh, movie theater am yeah i, I just be able like to, have- to do stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> I like tough. doing stuff way more. <laughs> I've, right. I've also realized I'm like, mm, I'm getting up there. We should try to you know, figure <laughs> out what it is that you like more than others. And I'm like, I definitely like uh, entertainment more than like grass. <laughs> like, you know, or like me having to deal with grass. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I feel that. Although I, although I have to admit, I always tell, I, I tell my fiance often where it's like, honestly, I think I'll know when I've quote unquote made it in my life when I have one of those, when I have one of those lawnmowers that you can drive, you know, and yeah. like, <laughs> you sit on, yeah, yeah, just give me the Forrest Gump experience. Just let yeah. me sit on a, sit on a, yeah, that's, that's retirement for me, hopefully. So <laughs> nice. <laughs> we'll get there. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so when you moved to Nashville, was that on your own or did the family come? Um, no, it was on my own. Um, I had graduated from high school and I ended up going to college in Nashville. So I moved to Nashville in 2007. Okay. Got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how was, how was your college experience in Nashville? 
Um, it was fine. Um, it was interesting. I went to uh, Vanderbilt, and so it was just really heavily uh, academic-based. So um, that's pretty much what I was like concerned with for the four years that I was there. And, and of course, I was I went for uh, fine art in English. So I'm like, I, you know, so sure. it's like I went to I went to a super academic school for like creative things. So I was always in like this weird flux. And but thankfully, I ended up in in Nashville and ended up meeting uh, the people that I uh, did actually uh, one of the people in third face, uh, David. I went to college with David, and oh, okay. I think I, pro- I probably I think I went to my first like you know like underground music house show with him also <laughs> so okay. many years ago. Yeah, so yeah, so college was interesting, but it did you know it's kind of start me on the path to where I am now, I suppose. Right. No, I like that. I like the idea of going to an academic college for something like that. It's like you rarely hear about the person who like goes to Harvard yeah. for, po- for like poetry. I know, right? Like no one <laughs> thinks about those people. It's like they're there. <laughs> they're there. Yeah, exactly. Um, so growing up in, in most of your life in Mississippi, I'm assuming, right? Were you? Was yeah. That right? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what was your first experience like connecting with music? Just kind yeah. of in general, and then also like maybe music that felt more like yours. Yeah, I always was um, completely surrounded by music. Like my mom had, you know, a lot of records and stuff, and she was, you know, big into like R and B, soul, things of that nature. So I had all that on lock. Um, and I guess when we moved to Mississippi, uh, we ended up getting a piano from my aunt, um, who had, you know, ended up being like a gift over uh, because she knew that my mom wanted to, you know, have me and my siblings like start taking piano classes. <laughs> okay. And so I guess my first like introduction to me being involved in the creation of music was then. So I've been doing that for quite some time. I've been, you know, instruments and things of that nature. I was in bands, you know, like marching bands and stuff like that. So okay. that's kind of always been in, involved in some way, like the appreciation of music and the appreciation of, of playing music. But definitely I have to say when I finally got to you know be able to come to the conclusion like this is music that I have discovered you know where where you can finally get that sort of it's not just something that my mom likes that I'm getting a cassette from you know or anything like that was probably definitely when I discovered the the scope of of pop punk (laughs) right (laughs) so that was definitely that was like a little intro there Got it. Got it. You yeah. know, it's funny. I, I It's a conversation that doesn't nec- hasn't necessarily happened on here yet. But I'm, you know, it's funny when the amount of people that went to marching band or just school band because they wanted to have that musical instrument yeah. back, like be able to do it in school, regardless of the fact that they're yeah. having to play these things that, you know, don't interest them at all. It's still like, <laughs> I get to, I get to not go to this one elective because I get to go at least bang on some drums to do this. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do in school band? Um, I played the bass clarinet. So <laughs> I was in the wood okay. section, which is always, yeah. So, uh, I guess, you know, that's a little bit, I was a little bit used to, you know, I guess the keys and things of that nature. Cause I had gone from playing, piano for probably i don't know like eight years or so (laughs) and uh but then i immediately was just like 
uh, I don't think that one's for me. I don't think that one's the one. And I was like, maybe we should do it when we're with, you know, a group of people making music that way. And that's the reason how I kind of got involved in band. I was, I was just kind of just looking for a way to, to, to play music, I guess, you know, there was no, there's no other option. <laughs> sure. No. Yeah, yeah. completely. Um, can you still, do you think if you sat behind a piano, like, do you ever still do it? Like, do you still oh, have yeah. any, any chops? Yeah. Like there's, there's, there's a little bit here and there, like, you know, like, um, I can still, you know, read music that, you know, to some degree, I'm not anywhere even remotely close yeah, <laughs> to yeah, the yeah. level that I used to be, but you know, I can, I can pluck around here and there. <laughs> yeah. What about with the clarinet? With the, that one, no. That one is <laughs> that not. One's gone. That, one, that one's gone. <laughs> that one's gone. That one left a bit ago. Uh, sure. Sadly. <laughs> um, I saw. So you, I know you have a you have a band called Donors that you play bass in. Um, yeah. Did you start? Pl- did you start playing bass uh, at an earlier age? I had access to uh, my partner uh, Zach, his bass, and I was just like, you know what? I'm just gonna, <laughs> we're just gonna sure. figure it out and see what we can do. And uh, he had been playing. Obviously, he'd been playing bass since he was like, I don't know, like 11 or something like that. So he was just like, oh, I guess I'll show you a few things. But I mean, like, there's not really a whole lot I can do. And I was like, well, I'm just gonna sit and you know figure it out. And and uh, I really enjoyed it. So I was like, well, this is, this is cool. This is interesting that, um, I'm, I'm, I'm finally at the, the point where I always wish that I had been like, you know, like with what instrument that I could get to choose to play. Mm-hmm. And then, um, a friend of mine who also book shows and was in bands and things uh josh gillis he uh came to me and he was just like hey i heard that you were uh trying to learn how to play bass and like you've been playing bass and stuff and i was like yeah i have been and he was just like do you want to play in this band that i have together with also uh another person in the band on drums who has never been in a band before and i was like yeah <laughs> sure let's do it <laughs> and is that what donors is yeah yeah okay yeah <laughs> and our singer uh gabby gabby had never been in a band before either <laughs> the only person who had been in a band before was josh and so i guess it was a little bit later for me too because this is also years after i've already been booking shows and and you know living on a house venue and stuff and i had just never gotten to the point where i was like i'm gonna play music so so many people when they had met me you know like booking their bands and stuff and they would you know go into the oh what band are you in i'm like i'm just booking a show because i love music <laughs> like i don't have any there's no i have no dog in this fight so <laughs> right <laughs> right right it's, it's funny with with that setup with uh you know singer never been in a band you never playing bass in a band uh, your drummer not ever being in a band did did uh did you ever feel like uh josh was bit off more than he can chew like having to, <laughs> having to sort of like orchestrate the situation I, <laughs> I would like to that's that's funny because i would like to think that he i probably did uh because he's not he's not in the band anymore not for any like reason other than he just moved he moved to uh baltimore uh but um uh yeah, like, you know, because there would be sometimes it's like, all right, we're going to do this, you know, we're going to jam on this thing. And, you know, when at the very, very beginning of, you know, when we first got together to start playing music, we're like, at no time have we had to play music with another person and like mm-hmm. try to like, you know, get on the same wavelength. So it's like, all right, well, I guess we're all going to have to learn some skills. Him being patience, and, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, us, us being able to get together as a cohesive unit. And I think that 
but it was it, it was actually pretty pretty interesting. And I think to to be honest though, he did specifically do that on purpose uh, of okay. like wanting to play music with people who had not been in bands because I don't know it's probably just a much more interesting experience at that point right yeah <laughs> or at least you never know what's going to happen you know <laughs> no totally I mean not the not similar but not the same as is uh I have this side project band called Hesitation Wounds that started uh-huh. with the idea of me grabbing musician friends that had never played in bands with one another, some of which had never even met before. Yeah. And they're just people that I respected. And I just was like, let's get, let's just all get in a room, see how many songs we can write in one day. And then we're Mm going to record them the next day without second guessing anything. Nice. And and that's how, (laughs) that's how that started. And, um, like Jay Weinberg was, was, uh, Mm -hmm. it was like Jay Weinberg, um, this guy Niraj who played in like hope conspiracy suicide file. And, yeah. uh, and my friend Steven, who used to be in Trap Them. So it was just like people nice. from these different worlds, like Jay was in, against me at the time. So I was like, okay, like, let's just see what's going to, what this is going to yeah. even sound like, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that's kind of, and that's continued to sort of be like the format of that band where it's like, you know, uh, getting in a room, seeing what we can do and, and recording it the next day. Whereas like, you know, the other band that I'm in is way more like it'll take us months to write a song. You know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or it's like, well, we know what we are doing or yeah. like, you know, like we have some sort of idea and like, this is how we work with that. But when it's just like, oh, well, we're just going to write it and record it and see what happens. <laughs> like, you know, that's like a way different experience. Yeah, like the idea was it was for it to be way more freeing. But then after a while, I was like, oh, no, wait, no, this is actually stressful, too. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. you know, b- both like, things are stressful. I have to think of something fresh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So was was that is a. Uh, is donors your first band? Yes. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's. I mean, that's what yeah. I was gathering. But I didn't know if you had sang maybe in a band before that, and like when you were younger Mm-mm. or anything like no, that. No, okay. I hadn't. Um. Yeah, that was my first intro into into that, and um, it's been great. Um, <laughs> sure. It's my yeah. Uh, it's you know because we're also pretty pretty different than than Third Face, so I do like that as well. Um. Being able to, you know, th- it's like you know, two two pieces of 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 the Catherine music interest puzzle, you know, that can right. sit nicely next to each other. So I don't feel like you know something is sounding too too samey because you know I I can understand how that can happen where you know I have you know four bands and they're all technically the same band with different mm-hmm. people, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um- and just just so I don't I don't gloss over it, you did mention you enjoyed pop punk. So I'm assuming you you probably got into like Blink-182 when you were younger. Yeah, you know, <laughs> that and then going into into like junior high is going to because also I was like, let me let me remind everyone. This is like from like 2000, 2003. So it was like yeah. them. uh uh a good Charlotte. Um, who yep. else was I into? Um, simple plan, sort of. But then, of course, I ended up getting into like Fall Out Boy by like eighth grade yep. happens. So that that's kind of like where that trajectory happened. I'm curious, was there like a local station in your hometown that that did play a lot of this stuff? No, actually, um, there was like, yeah, there was just like kind of like top 40 and, and maybe like some like adult contemporary or something like that, that, you know, you could listen to Third Eye Blind, but like not particularly anything that I would say was along that, that line. It kind of just took me uh, watching 
hours upon hours of like music TV. Like I had this mm-hmm. one uh, channel, uh, I think that eventually on our cable, it transitioned to MTV2, but it started out being called The Box. And it was like a, like a call request. You- the video you are serious <laughs> i swear to god you are seriously the first person on the show that i've referenced the box a couple times oh and really you are, the, you are the you are the first person that has referenced it like nice. the, the box in the 90s was like how i discovered aggressive music in general i mean it's like where yeah, i first saw that's like it's so good <laughs> yeah it's like i first saw the video for blind from corn like yeah be- because they played i mean it had every kind of genre on there and you could just it was like 99 cents to to order the music video it was so exciting mm-hmm. Wow. So I want because yeah. I've always wondered if, I've always wondered if if the box was just in just regional places. You know? I know, because like I've brought it up to people too, and no one knows what I'm talking about. And I've tried to at least keep it within the realm of people who are in my age range, and I still haven't found anybody who knows what right. I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. You and I, you and I are in a specific family now because I, I swear, like I always feel like I'm talking to a wall. I'm like, yeah, you know the box. But you're like, I have no idea yeah, what you're talking you request about. Music and there's yeah. a scrolling across the bottom, and, <laughs> and people are just like, I have no idea what you're talking. About. Exactly. Exactly. Wow, that's fascinating. Um, that's so cool. Do you remember yeah. what was? Uh, do you remember what your first? The I've been started. I started asking people this because it's always kind of fun. Do you remember what the first yeah. concert you went to was? First concert. First concert. That wasn't like maybe like a local thing, you know, like something where it's like, oh, you're seeing someone that you've, you know been a fan of and now you're seeing them in person it's actually not i mean like i say it's not that great i thought it was great at the time but it's not that great only due to the fact that like where i'm from in mississippi like it's kind of like a desert as far as like uh big acts coming true that i would actually want to see like i mean there's a bunch of like country stuff that would come through but i had no interest in that so I i didn't get to see any big shows until i left until i moved yeah. to nashville so i went uh in 2007 it was actually before i at officially moved but i saw i saw fallout boy at an arena <laughs> there you go nice yeah so that was actually that was my first i tell people that and they're like oh wow and i was like yeah especially when i'm talking to people in nashville i'm like there's like so many places to see big music acts in nashville mm-hmm. outside and inside that when i tried to explain to people about my town that had a population of 5,000 people that that just wasn't an option. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It didn't happen. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, it, I mean, it, com- it completely makes sense. There's like a privilege that comes with like living near at least like a, a civilization. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh, other than that, like, yeah, your concert experiences are going to, you know, not to, not to assume, but probably more like state fairs where you're, you're exactly. seeing. Exactly. Yeah. You're seeing I mean, country that's acts. kind of, yeah, that's kind of along the lines. Okay, so what? So with with donors, then, um, what was your first show that you played? Yeah, we played at uh, this place in Nashville called Charlie Bob's, and Charlie Bob's was like a like a diner and like a side of the road diner. Um, basically, they had a stage in the back room, and uh, they were closing because they got bought out for some development and they were having a last show and 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 people were just kind of putting a a show together to try to have like a a final show there and um 
we got asked to to play on it and it was actually like a little bit earlier than we had planned to play our first show we were like eh, might as well might as well go ahead and just jump into the pool see how it feels yeah. <laughs> and uh yeah and uh who else did we play that show we played with oh we actually played with david who's also in third phase his uh his other band uh that is no more watcher played that show i'm trying to think of who else played that show it was like some it was just like a, a handful of bands played so <laughs> was it's i feel like earlier you had mentioned you were already booking shows at the time of this right yeah Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I got to say respect for for not having your first show be some big show that you were already putting on. And you're like, yeah, I'm just going to throw my band oh, I would here. never. <laughs> really? Oh, I wow. I would try, I would try, try not to do that. Like, uh, I don't know. It just feels like. Uh, oh, I, I know. know. I can. Yeah, you you know. know, I get it. I get it. But, but you know, we've all been shameless now and then if something comes oh, through. Yeah, you're like, you know, but it's like usually I try to only keep it to like, oh, these people are my friends and I know their band's awesome. You know, I try yeah. to at least keep it to that, not just like any opportunity that I can. It's like, uh, everyone needs a little piece of pie every once. So, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll yeah. Okay. Around. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> well, then, then good on you for, for waiting for a show to come your way. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so how 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 did it feel for you? Was it was it? Do you remember being nervous? Do you remember being excited? What was it like? Extremely, like extremely nervous. Mostly because it's just like there's already so much pressure on you know being a like a a woman in a band, right? You know, so there's always the pressure of like people expecting you to kind of suck. There's always that. So you know, because in their heads they already have that backwards thought, and then you're like, wait, I've seen bands like actually really be bad. You know, <laughs> like I've seen like some pretty bad bands, and then like people just kind of like go up to them and like pat them on the back anyway. And I was like, I've seen some atrocious stuff happen, so I sure. we're gonna go into this with no shame at this point. Um, and so we 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 uh we played um was was super nervous um and you're just putting that all behind but then you know at the end of it when we were done people were like i didn't know you could play bass oh yeah <laughs> it's like yeah oh that's awesome i guess i do now yeah <laughs> yeah and how so going forward from there like uh how active is donors compared to third face i mean granted yeah. third face hasn't really probably been able to do a lot recently obviously mm -hmm. um especially since yeah. the records come out but like mm -hmm. if you were to compare the two um yeah um third face is definitely we've 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 like you know been on the road longer with donors um we did a short we actually did a short tour um in december of 2019 and then mm -hmm. we were supposed to go on tour in like uh the summertime to play we were like basically planning it around playing break free fest in philly mm -hmm. um and we were supposed to play that, but that did not end up happening. Um, but right before, right, I guess, yeah, right before uh, all the quarantine and, and everything happened, uh, we had released our recent cassette. So um, on a local label to go. Um, so we we were planning. It was like one of those things where we were planning on being like probably just as active as Third Face. And sure. then, you know, kind of everything got. Uh, the big the big pause <laughs> yeah that's the nice yeah. way of calling that's a nice thing yeah. that's that's the nice way of, <laughs> of, of classifying what happened um, yeah right on uh so talk to me about third face like what was the what was the genesis of this band starting yeah um that one was um david and shibby and maddie are in another band sallow 
uh, together. And um, David had been writing uh, some riffs, you know, working out some songs and being like, oh, I really want to be in this hardcore band. Um, so I, you know, I need, I'm just going to bring this up to people who I know also love this kind of music, even though this other band that we're in is, is a different kind of band. And um, they got together and they, you know, like fleshed out those songs uh, a bit. And they finally, they were just like, oh, we want to get somebody in uh, to sing in our band. And then you know, there was a rack in their brains. And they're like, why don't we ask Catherine? Which is, you know, an interesting choice because at, I guess they at no point were like, oh, we are positive that this is going to work out. Because they had never seen me do anything before. But I guess they were just like, eh, we like Catherine. You know, she has good ideas about stuff. Sure. <laughs> so we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, and so I just came to a practice one day and showed them what, you know, I had for some songs and that I guess the the rest is history at that point. <laughs> so had they like sent you basically um, like the tracks musically and then you just to like write over? Yeah, yeah. They had sent uh, what they had because, you know, some things obviously ended up changing a bit here and there, but it was mm-hmm. just kind of like the bare bones. Here's what David has as a riff. Here's Shibby is going to play some drums. Maddie's going to do some bass on some of them. Some of them I don't even think Maddie had played anything on it you know it was kind of like you know raw information on some of Mm -hmm. it and so it was just like yeah well uh here it goes you know try to see if you know this sounds like something that you would want to 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 you know obviously put lyrics over and i was like well this is sick this is some sick tunes so i'm gonna see what i can do and i was like "I'll, i'll try my best i was like i don't really know i've never done this before so i'm just gonna i guess you know kind of just you know I winged it. <laughs> right. Uh, well, I mean, you mentioned that one of the members of your band went to, to college with you and, and yeah. knew, that, knew that you took uh, English. So probably assumed that you had interest in creative writing. So, so you right, know, yeah, like, it's like, it was, okay, it was in there. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, okay, this person's probably going to be all right with lyrics, you know, yeah. so that's, that's a step in the right direction. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I think that's a good advice to like go into it, trying not to emulate someone that you know you're you're a fan of or something like that because yeah you do sort of discover a lot about yourself once you're holding that microphone and you're like okay what am i gonna a what am i gonna sound like once i raise my voice yeah, like exactly yeah people? once i raise it <laughs> <laughs> exactly yeah, so you're talking voice you're like as soon as i add any volume to this <laughs> mm-hmm. it's either gonna go one way or the other <laughs> and, and, and you know like let's you gotta hope that it's gonna it's gonna work but um yeah yeah, I mean, your the vocals on the record are are such a are such a high point, and I, I think that you write really interesting vocal cadences over the music that you're presented. You know, and oh, and you. I think yeah. <laughs> and I think for aggressive music, that's always like a standout thing. I know, I know for for myself personally, like when I'm f- checking out a new band, uh, some of the few things I, I immediately listen for in when it comes to like punk and hardcore mm-hmm. is like. Does it sound like they mean it? And <laughs> and and are they doing something that's that I feel is is genuine and interesting? And mm-hmm. within like, you know, moments of of the first time listening to a track, I was like, okay, yeah, this is for me. Like I I'm in. Like this is this is doing all the things. It, it checked all the boxes. Yeah. Oh, um, <laughs> thank you. Yeah. No yeah. sweat. And and I'm, you know, I noticed that uh that your drummer, it's Chibi, right? Yeah. 
uh, that he he recorded it. So is he, mm-hmm. does he does he do that as like a as like a full time gig? Is he like a, a, a he would engineer? like to everyone hit up Shibby for your recording needs. But <laughs> Yo, the record, the yeah. record sounds great. <laughs> it really does. It like uh, really sounds great. Yeah, Shibby, Shibby's awesome. Uh, yeah, so Shibby, Shibby has um, been doing recording for some time. A lot of local bands have uh, gone to him to record. Um, that is definitely something that he has a strong interest in. Things that he, you know, wants to wants to to do. Uh, you know, and this is like I, I think the record sounds uh, great. And he did put all that together. Where where did you record it? At like your practice space. Yeah, um, at uh, Shibby and Maddie are roommates, and so they and the back of their house is a garage, like a you know, like a pull up garage. But there's an upstairs to that garage, and we recorded up there. Like up there is where Shibby has like his recording studio console and everything like that set up. So um, yeah, we get all mic'd up and use both both floors, and that's that's how we record. Actually, if anyone also listens to the donors' music. Um, uh, he's always recorded us too. <laughs> oh, that's awesome! Yeah, I mean, what a, what a, what a, what a gift to have as, as a member of your band. You know, yeah. just be like, well, we know we, we we have an in-house person to just knock this out. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Sh- shout out to him because uh, I, I, you know, I put on the record. I was, yeah. yeah, I was like, this. You could put this up against a lot of records that you know cost a hell of a lot of money and mm-hmm. it sounds as good if not better you know nice. so keep it up <laughs> uh, nice what I'll uh, specifically let him know this <laughs> oh please yeah please do yeah uh, i'm curious uh with donors being the first band what was your first recording experience like for you um that was also interesting because it I, it kind of took place over two two locations uh, my friend um ian who was all you'll you'll see how everyone all knows each other ian was in a band with david which was watcher so i know i've known ian for years and ian um recorded like uh maybe like half of the first like donors ep just because we were like oh we don't know what we want to do so we don't want to like go into somewhere where someone like does like you know like you know legitimate recording and is gonna mic us up because we were just kind of like you know we're just gonna fiddle around and see what you know comes out of this we don't even know if we're going to use these recordings you know different things like that and so he just had a four track and so we just went you know into that recorded some stuff and then um we ended up going to shibby that's when we went to shibby who we ended up doing um yeah probably like half and half we we did with both of them i I, i'm pretty sure like vocals and things like that and uh it was it was very interesting once again with you know people was like oh we're out in a band but you know once you get to the with that point that we had been we had been playing with each other for a while at that point you know written music together and things like that so and the way that we took it very uh casually probably also helped a lot with um being able to you know like not you know wig out about anything or you know i feel like if we had been in a in a studio space where we were paying for time or anything like that like that would have been you know a little bit of a a little more stressful stressful situation but since we were doing it with friends kind of casually ended up being pretty enjoyable and that's kind of been the experience so far right because you've you've just gone basically with him every time yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Obviously recording, playing bass and then recording vocals are two very different experiences. Yeah. <laughs> uh, w- which which one um 
which one do you en- and maybe not enjoy more, but but uh, <laughs> speak speak on both because I know they're yeah. very they have to be very different. They're so different. Um, the I guess with I'm only going to say I enjoy doing vocals more only due to the fact that if I mess up, no one else is having to stay there with me. <laughs> like, you know, except for except for Shivy, who already was gonna be there anyway. But when yep. I play bass and that happens, it's like, well, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to oh go back because you know the bass bass drum is like, okay, we're gonna do these together. And just oh, you know, right. we can worry about the guitar later. But it's like, oh yeah, Catherine got it off. It's like, well, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. It's, like, <laughs> it's like you we've all been there. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. So, uh how, yeah, how does how uh how was that first recording vocals experience because I mean, talking to, you know, singer friends and whatever, like that's always kind yeah. of a fun conversation because it's so it's so different than doing it live, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's like, well, I can like hear every single Every single time I the crackle, <laughs> like you know, mm-hmm. just when you had not enough air left mm-hmm. to really to really push it, and just being like, "Wow, I guess," because you know, once again, you when when you're, or at least for for me, at least, um, generally speaking, I don't practice like vocals w- in silence. So yeah, <laughs> why would so, you? I mean, <laughs> you there don't... are some people I feel like who do things like that, so they can really hear it. But I'm just like, I that's just I that's not my thing. Um, yeah. So at no time am I really hearing like the crisp, you know, only my voice. Except when you have like the studio headphones on, you're going at it. You're like, right. uh, apparently, when I do this line, I have no breathing control. <laughs> you know, like. Right. Right. Different things like that where you're noticing like, oh, we've been playing this song live only and now I'm just now getting around to recording it. Oh, probably going to need to move this stuff around. Like, you know, yep. it ends up just kind of being that way. <laughs> yeah, it's like you, re- yeah. you realize we realize once you go to record it, you're like, oh, I'm an idiot. I made this way more yeah. harder on myself than I should have been. Yeah, um, how did I okay. not notice I did this? <laughs> <laughs> totally. And, but it's funny, like... um, I get bringing up Pierce because we were recently talking about it when they were uh, recording some demos. It's like uh, we, he and I were talking about um, like the headache that you can get from yeah. from just recording because you it's like you have you likely have the headphones on just a little too tight, a little and, too tight, yeah, <laughs> and you're and you're yelling so much harder than you would. If you were like just practicing, at any, be- at, yeah, any time, even even playing live mostly because you're like this is the one like this is going to be the take you know right like you always go into it you're like all right i see the error of my ways i see what (laughs) i did on those last ones we're gonna do it and then you push and then it still like goes crackles and you're like we're going into the 10th one it's gonna be yeah (laughs) because because yeah it's like a mix of it's it's the mix of excitement stress anxiety wanting to be wanting to be good and then also overcompensating and also like you know if the music (laughs) if the music is is too loud in your headphones or too quiet in your headphones like Mm -hmm. and then you you also don't know how hard you're actually yelling because you have those things over your ears yeah so um yeah it's like that's that's always been an issue like i feel like it always takes me a few of at least a song or two to like get in the rhythm of like realizing like okay i don't need to go as hard as I've been going, you know, it's going to sound, <laughs> it's going to sound how I normally sound if I'm, you know, if I, if I dial yeah. it back a little. Yeah. It's like, there's that, that's what the volume's for. It's like, <laughs> yes. 
It's yes. like, you don't have to be as loud as a speaker. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But it's like, but those nerves and that excitement, like you don't realize you're doing it. And that's the funniest exactly, part. Yeah. Cause you're, it's like, yeah. in no other world are you going that hard. Yeah. Um, no other time. <laughs> I noticed that, um, on the band camp for third face though, some of the songs that are on the record, um, mm-hmm. were put up as singles before. Um, I didn't yeah. get a chance to A, B them. Are those the same exact recordings? Yes, for, um, for, uh, for grasping at the root. Yes. yes. But for anything else, no. <laughs> okay, because I, I saw that there was some crossover with the cassette, which I which I don't own. Um, yeah, where where there's like a couple tracks on there that made the LP. Are those so those are mm-hmm. different versions? They are different. Yeah, they're different recordings. <laughs> Got it. I was gonna yeah. say like I mean that that is kind of a a perk with having your drummer be the one that records it. Like if it's all gonna sound the same, it's like you could record a record over like you know yeah. the, span, <laughs> the span of a couple years if it's gonna you know exactly yeah. once it's mastered. <laughs> It could all generally kind of sound the same, but yeah, it's like okay, it's yeah, the same no, room. <laughs> yeah, that was that was more a question for my own uh, nerdy brain, just wanting <laughs> yeah. to know if 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 I need to track down the cassette or if uh, or yeah. if I have most. Of the- <laughs> no, yeah, they they um they're they're different recordings. So yeah, if anybody wants to do that, sit and see the little details. <laughs> yep, <laughs> see some changes. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So uh, I want to talk about uh, before before we get into all the uh, the DIY work you do is um, want to talk about your first tour experience. Was your first tour with donors or with Third Face? With a band of my own, my first tour was with Third Face. We went okay. to play. Um, oh, what year was that? Twenty. 17, I do believe. And we went down to Miami to play a fest, um, Ball Busters on Parade. And it was put together by, uh, members of, um, or like members of, uh, Nun Hex, um, our friends down there in Miami. And, um, Played like a few shows going down uh, into Miami, hung out there for a couple days because it was a two day festival. And then coming back up through actually Mississippi, played in Hattiesburg and uh, came back up to Nashville. So that was my first my first tour experience there. (laughs) Was that your first time uh, playing a show in Mississippi? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> how did that how did that feel? Kind of a homecoming. I mean, I'm sure is Hattiesburg uh, yeah. anywhere near where you grew up or not really? I think it's like an hour or so outside of New Orleans. So Got it. it's like down, down. Um mm-hmm. but no, that was that was awesome because I mean, like I grew up obviously, you know, go, the small place and there were some uh local shows that did happen around, you know, with the music of the the very uh screamo metalcore of the two thousands, the two thousand three to seven that did happen around in my town and like at a community center. But outside of that, um there wasn't a whole lot of or at least there wasn't no, there wasn't in that scene there wasn't a whole lot of representation of people that were like myself. <laughs> You know, right. there wasn't a lot of women and there definitely wasn't a lot of people of color. So um, being able to be in in Hattiesburg like years later and being able to see the different kinds of people that were involved in the music scene there, that was really refreshing and and, and made me happy to be in my home state and, and finally feel like, you know, oh, wow, this is like a little collection of, of stuff that, you know, I wish I had been able to grow up around and I'm glad to be able to, you know, uh, you know, 
be a part of it now. <laughs> oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so when it comes to, to that tour experience though, like how you mentioned with your own band, so does that to say that you had toured before with other bands? Yeah. Like, like, um, like, like doing merch or something? Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, two local bands, um, Sheepshifter and Forest Tigers. I had gone out with them doing, uh, merch before and, uh, booking the tours. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So you, you were already, you were already teed up. You, you knew, you knew a tour, tour life was yeah. already going to be like, got mm-hmm. it. Yeah, just not like from the perspective of performing. <laughs> right, right. Well, I guess that's interesting. Speak on that. Like, what, uh, what, what did you, what was your takeaway going from, um, not having to perform every night to having to perform? Yeah, um, it is. You know, it it is a lot more. You know, in the in the time when you're like doing it, when you're not the person who's performing, and, and you know, sometimes you see people like getting like kind of like you know attitudes or <laughs> you know mm-hmm. upset about things, and you're just like on cloud nine, and you're like, well, weird. You know, I you know, you think that people being able to do the thing they want to do, you know, for this many days in a row would be, you know straight chilling like the entire time but like that's not the case and then when you're finally in that position you're like oh i understand now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like oh i get it i get it i totally get it you know sometimes you're just tired so <laughs> yeah and sometimes yeah so it's like it, it makes sense <laughs> how uh how do you like touring do you enjoy it i do um mostly i just like tra- traveling in general it's like pretty pretty fun for me i'm a, I'm a pretty easy person to sleep in cars <laughs> Oh, so, yeah, you got it made. Yeah, so I can just, like, pop out, pop back in, <laughs> and, like, just get to see just, oh, oh, I just woke up, and we're just in a new place. Like, that's, that's thankfully, I'm able to do that. <laughs> uh, I, I just, ca- I call that a superpower. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's something that is very, very special, and I, mm-hmm. I, I'm very jealous if you, if they could ever figure out a way to bottle that, uh, send it my way. Um, I'll try. <laughs> So, okay, now let's get into, uh, into what you all do in your, in your community. So, um, has the, like other booking is, is your company that you book shows with, right? That's what it's called, the other Mm -hmm. booking. How Mm -hmm. long you been doing that? After college, (laughs) after college, I moved into a house that had been having like house shows in the basement for about a year at that point. And it was called the other basement. There's a venue, there's a basement venue also in town called the basement. So this was the other basement. Cute. Um, But uh, um, they, uh, so I started booking shows there for like for the house, you know, like people would hit me up to either book their band or they already had a bill that needed a place to have shows. So I started doing that in about 2012, but I didn't actually call it something, you know, outside of the house. Cause I didn't, I moved out of that house in about the summer of 2014 and I didn't give my, like, what am I going to do now? I was like, Oh, I don't really, I don't, my basement is not the place I get to book shows. Am I going to keep booking shows? Like is booking shows what I like to do? And I was just like, I do really enjoy booking shows. I, I like music. I like being around music. I like doing all these things. I like making sure that I can have some sort of say in in, in a in a communities to make sure that you know, pe- once again, people like myself can also play music and be seen on stage and and do things like that. So I was like, you know what, you know, just for these these two things alone, the fact that I love music and you know the booking of the shows, and also want to make sure that there's representation. Uh, I just you know kept doing it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's yeah. <laughs> that's seriously awesome. And I I mean being a promoter is is sort of a thankless job most of the time too. It's yeah. a lot it's a lot of work. And yeah. and so <laughs> so respect it's like to a lot you of, for, lot of emails, a lot of yep. hope this finds you wells. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> a lot of checking in, a lot of circling yeah, back. A lot of just checking. <laughs> yep. Uh, okay. That. Yeah. That's awesome. That's super cool. So when did when did uh, when did the Dark Matter Collective start? Which is which is it, was it was that name first uh, or was that immediately the name of the venue or give me a rundown there because yeah. I don't think I've ever been able to go there. Yeah. Um, so um, it was basically an idea I had been having. Like I was just racking my brain of like. Well, my house is no more. The other DIY space that had existed in town was also no more. And I was just like, you know, it's like, what, what, what is Nashville going to be doing? You know, what, what is the, what is the plan here for the music scene? And I had been talking with my partner, Zach, for a while. And I was just like, you know, I think I'm just going to do it. And uh, he suggested to me to talk to um, a friend of his, Rose, who had been involved with uh, a previous DIY, like all ages space in town. And I got with her and we just had to talk about it. And she's like, I think you have some good ideas on like how to make this run. And, you know, we're just going to, you know, see, see what happens. So I put up like a GoFundMe and was like, hey, I'm going to rent out this house that I found on Craigslist that I talked to the landlord of. I'm going to rent this house out and it's only going to be a house to have shows in. And wow. if you would like to help <laughs> renovate and get us equipment and stuff like that, here's the GoFundMe and we'll see how it happens. And, you know, a lot of people donated. We were able to actually uh, open and, and be a thing. So um, that's that's how it started. That's how Dark Matters started. Okay, wait. Uh, yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me stop you real quick. So so the venue is a house. Yeah, well, it was. Sorry. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> well, my first question was, talk to me about the neighbors. Was there neighbors? That location, there were neighbors. And for How'd the most that go? part... For the most part, fine. Um, surprisingly, the... Um, I think the cops were only called for noise one time. And wow. it was a show <laughs> with... Uh, Torch Runner and Galjaway played. Oh. And uh yeah. And Torch Runner um had giant, these giant like uh cabs, right? And they were like, <laughs> Yeah, that totally sounds great. That that sounds like a good idea. Oh, no. And they just blast through, you know, they play. And then Galjaway was like, Oh, can we also just use their cabs? And we were like, Yeah, that sounds like a great idea. Oh no. <laughs> uh. So it was just it was I mean, it was amazing. But uh the, the the cops did come, but they we were just like, Oh, we have one band left. We did, we had one band left. And um, they were just like, all right, well, we're going to drive around for like 15 minutes. And if we don't hear anything in 15 minutes, when we come back, you know, we'll just kind of go on about our time. We're like, they don't even have a 15 minute set. So it's fine. Yep. Yep. <laughs> so, so the last band played and we were done by the time they like strolled back through. And so that was the only time the cops actually got called on us there. <laughs> wow. That's luck. So, okay. Somehow. So, how, yeah. So how many, how many different venue iterations has there been now? We are we are currently on our, our our this is our this is our holding holding bay here for for yeah. a good long time. But we're on three because uh, after the first one, we were there for a year. Um, the lease was ending on there. The, that building was just not in very good repair. The landlord was very questionable. So we mm. uh, let our lease just lapse. So, um, you know, end. And then we were just like, here's the keys back. And, you know, we dipped out. So we moved to um, a barber shop, like, across town that we ended up gutting out and, like, you know, building a stage, getting all the, uh, you know, all the equipment in there, all the stuff. We had it all set up and... That is the same year that the ghost ship fire happened. 
And so we, what show was even happening at the time? I can't even remember what band was playing. It was a band playing. And um, actually Josh from Donors, who I was in Donors with, he had booked that show. And it was like, packed packed out show i was on my way from work go- to go to the show after work and i get called and they're just like the fire marshal's here and they're kicking everybody out and they're saying that you don't have permits to be here and this that and the other and they were dropping the ghost ship fire and we were like how do they even know about any of this and it was because there was a campaign on you know the the bowels of the internet where trolls like to live that found out about the ghost ship fire and then they used that to call different different around the country different police stations to tell them about diy spaces to the get fuck? them in trouble yeah and like well uh, like i remember there being someone posted the it was i'm pretty sure it was on 4chan preacher sure was on 4chan where someone had posted a list of diy spaces to just call and in the police departments nearest them to call <laughs> just the narkiest <laughs> narc it was like the it was disgusting. I mean, because they were just like these, you know, left wing cesspools of degeneracy. Like that was their whole thing. And so oh a bunch of places God. got called. Yeah. A lot of places got called and they they said a bunch of crazy stuff, like, you know, oh, they have like open barrel fires and they're letting, you know, kids just go crazy. It was like it was absolutely absurd. So we got yeah. closed, we got shut down. We had to have an another round of fundraising. So cause we had to end up, you know, paying and getting all of our permitting done <laughs> like to be a legitimate venue which we ended up doing which i don't think that they thought we were going to do but we we're pretty hard-headed so <laughs> yeah good. so we managed to get it all together to be legal um but then our landlord there sold our building so, <laughs> so oh, we no. ended up back we ended up back where we were but thankfully a couple people in town who uh, used to run an all ages music venue slash record shop in the 90s going into the 2000s. That was called Lucy's Record Shop. Uh, they are all, you know, like adults and, you know, they do their things. They have families and children and things of that nature. But they had seen the progression of Dark Matter the last two iterations. And they, you know, they had even commented on it to us. They were just like, we saw that you guys got closed at the second round and then you came back with all of your permitting. And we were just like, wow, they really won't be killed, will they? And then they saw that our building got sold and they were like, we have to do something to help them out. And and so they got with us uh, together and uh, we figured it out like a, a, our um, how we were going to do it and we basically figured out the only way to have any sort of longevity in the in doing what we do because what we do is not going to be the bar atmosphere it's not going to be the thing that makes a lot of revenue but we still think that it's something that's needed in communities so they decided to be our landlords they found a building to purchase and so they bought a building and they rent it to us <laughs> that's so cool that is seriously so <laughs> yeah. Wow, like to have these yeah. people like actually paying attention still and like noticing when when there is that level of drive yeah. to just do something good in the community. That's that's really incredible. Yeah. We were we were pretty shocked and we were like, oh wow, someone cares. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. Yeah. That's oh that's so cool. And I mean and and it seems like um just from you know looking at the at the the page for it. Mm-hmm. Um, like on Instagram and everything like that. Uh, it seems like the the venue has taken this year to really do um, a whole lot of community outreach stuff, yeah. which which is a really wonderful way to make use of the space. If it's obviously if you're not getting shows and stuff, so. And I saw that there's a Patreon up for Dark Matter to help 
just with the overall bills and things like that. Yeah. Um, which which is currently up right now. So if you're listening to this podcast and this sounds like something you wanna you wanna help yeah, contribute to, yeah, yeah, please <laughs> please go look at that. I, I mean, you know, communities are so lucky to have a place like what like dark matter. It's just it's inspiring. You know, like it's it, it's uh, being from being from Los Angeles where a DIY space can't last longer than three months because people just refuse to understand that you can't just drink and smoke in front of the venue. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you also you also run a uh, screen printing. Is it? Is, yes. Do you run the the print the printing company or talk to me about that? It's called Culture Trash Printing. Yeah. So um, I would I guess you could say I I run it. It's it's basically it's just me. It's just me making designs and uh, putting them onto garments and yeah. uh, seeing what happens. You know, it's funny. I was going to, I have that kind of written in my notes here where, where I feel like a lot of the, the you know, bootleg sort of shirt yeah. design uh, play, like places start from people just being like, well, I want this shirt and I, I can't. I want to just make my own. It does it exist. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Either so it doesn't you, exist or I can make a better one or a different one or. Right. So it's, <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, I see you have like a lot of classic punk bands or, or even stuff like Gary Newman, Grace Jones, and you've done yeah. some like horror shirts and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. But so do you, is it like a, is there like a location for it or is it at dark matter that you just have a screen press? What's the story? Yeah, I, um, well, it's only been a recent, um, I guess development, but around the beginning of the year, I actually started um, renting out like a small studio with um, my friend Justice, who does uh, ceramics. So it's like a two room little studio, and so I have like my press and all my stuff in one room, and just like my like mound of VHS tapes. And she in one room <laughs> has like all of her ceramics and all that and stuff going. I was in my friend's garage, but I uh, now at this point I, I have to. I need just a little bit more space, even though I'm still kind of in a small space. It's just a little bit bigger. But yeah, yeah it's just me, me hanging out. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. What a fun hobby yeah. to have where you could just wake up one yeah. day and be like, oh, shit, I want to make a shirt for this thing. And yeah. now I'm going to. So you do. And you do all the designs, right? I do. Yeah. Yeah. So I do all the printing and all the designs. So. <laughs> uh- and it looked like you recently did a design for, or at some point recently did a design for Paramore. I did, yeah. Um, so obviously That's we're crazy. in Nashville. Haley is here, um, and uh, she has been a fan of Dark Matter. Um, when she found out about Dark Matter, she's been really supportive and things like that. You know, she found out by talking to um, one of the other co-runners of Dark Matter, Olivia, when she was talking to her, and she was just like, "Oh yeah, so tell me about Catherine." Blah, blah, blah. And Olivia's, you know, just telling her about me. It's like, "Oh, she makes shirts." And so Haley hit me up and was just like, "Oh, I know that you make shirts." And I really want to make something to, you know, do some sort of fundraising, just kind of just make whatever you like and, you know, just send it to us and see what, what happens. <laughs> and so, Damn. yeah, I just said, yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah, the yeah, design's really great too. It, it's Thank like, you. A, yeah, it, 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 you know, I feel like, um, this is no slam at bigger bands, but, uh, yeah. you know, often, often bands sell off their merch licensing and they just have companies yeah. just kind of blindly make designs make and the something. bands never really yeah. have any sort of input on it. But this, mm-hmm. you know, this is like a, a very, you know, feels like it comes from someone with style. And again, I'm not yeah. knocking <laughs> the bigger companies. I'm sure yeah. there's great ones, but, uh, sure but it ones. Yeah, it stuck out to me. I was like, I was like, that's a really great design. So congrats on getting to do that. I had to assume that was that was exciting. 
That was really cool because, you know, it was like, you know, high school Catherine screaming inside where it's just like, isn't this wild that this band that you completely 100% watched on television is asking you to do yeah. a t-shirt? I was like, this is, this is just, this is wild to me. But yeah, I was, I was super sick. It was really dope. Yeah, I love it. I love it. That's so cool. Um, before I, before I wrap up the podcast, I did see that you did a zine called Infecting the Crips and, and a part of yes. that involved uh some some horror movie talk i'm a big horror movie person too nice. i just i know this is a really hard question to to hit someone with especially without having a moment to think on it but if you were to Ooh, give okay. me if you were to give me i can see where this is going <laughs> a, a, a top if you were to give me a top a top okay. let's say three to five whatever you're comfortable with okay uh horror maybe not of all time even maybe just stuff that you you know that you you come back to and you really enjoy what where are you at that's fair. Um, let's do it. Um, uh, I'm gonna try. I'm gonna try to throw some like weird ones in here. Um, I really like. Um, I I will watch like every John Carpenter movie like 300 times. Mm-hmm. I really like uh, Prince of Darkness. We'll go. We'll say Prince of Darkness. We'll put that on the list. Okay. Um, From Beyond. From Beyond is a great one. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I know. Now I'm just like don't. Forget I don't know. It's tough. This is once you, <laughs> you it start. It starts feeling easy, but then you go, "Oh no, wait, wait!" But I don't want to. Maybe I'm going to regret Bad what taste. I'm going to say. Oh wow! Bad okay, taste. yeah, <laughs> that's a good one. God, I haven't um, seen that in so long. <laughs> it's so good. Yeah, the thing is probably like in my actual top three. You know, same, same, <laughs> so absolutely. We'll go with the thing in there. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. The score is awesome. The Everything about it is awesome. The pacing of it is perfect. We have a theater here in LA that if you ever get to spend spend a couple of days here in LA, um, we'll we'll definitely go. Uh, called the New Beverly. I don't know if you're familiar with it, but nice. Um, Quentin Tarantino bought it a couple of years ago. It's been around forever, and they basically okay. just show they basically just show um, old movies always on film. Uh, yeah, and, and like the original prints and things like that. And um, and before lockdown, they did a they did a day where they had like a, a matinee of the thing. And uh, it nice. was just so cool <laughs> to get to see it like on the on the, you know, on the silver screen. Yeah, um, I have not. Oh, yeah, I have not seen it. <laughs> like so that. good. Yeah, <laughs> it's so, so good. Um, yeah. cool. Well, I just needed to know. I know you're and I like of that course. you dropped Prince of Darkness because when people think of Carpenter, you know, usual people you know, just like, yeah. go, go Halloween or go, gonna go uh, Halloween the thing or yeah, the thing. And I was like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Prince of Darkness. But I will, you know, I'll give it to the thing also. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that, that's just too good. It's too it's good. Too good. <laughs> it's absolutely too good. Cool. Well, hey, I like to I like to kind of round out every every interview with this question, and um, it could be pertaining to any of these things that your life is involved with. But uh, yeah. do you remember the first time where you felt like you were doing the thing that you had been working so hard towards? Wow, that's a good one. Um, <laughs> let's see. When I was doing something that I knew I had been working a, a long time to get to, that finally. Yeah, um, that was definitely, I think it was actually a, 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 a kind of recent uh, event. It was like right when, right around the beginning of when uh, Dark Matter, the current iteration opened. And we, I think it was probably like our one of our first sold out shows we had with Boy Harsher and Special Interest. It was a little double co-headline in there. And uh, 
that show was so sick and everybody was everybody was in such a good mood that day and it was so packed in there and there were so many people there very happy to see a band with two 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 bands you know with women with non-men with you know people of color um people of variety of you know sexualities genders like it was just so it was amazing and there was a lot of people there who got brought there for that specific reason like the messages that they get from those two bands and who are two of one of my, my favorite bands and when i was standing there in the room just looking at everybody having such a good time with these these bands that normally in a, a lot of times would not be given any attention it was just amazing <laughs> Love it. Yeah. That's so cool. I love it. That's so cool. Uh, thank you for sharing that. And thanks for thanks for your time today. Congratulations again on yeah, the record you. and and everything you do. I, I'm excited to watch, you know, everything kind of unfold. I, I look forward to uh, when we eventually get to hang out in uh, yeah. Nashville or whether you're out here, any of these things. But again, the record's great. Everyone who's uh, if you're unfamiliar with uh, with the record yet, um, it just came out. Um, it's called Third Face. It's fucking awesome. So congratulations and thanks again for your time. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe or follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you choose to listen. And if you can spare a moment to give us a rating and review on Apple, it helps the show gain more visibility and that can make all the difference. Thank you, and I'll see you again next week. Yeah.